Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the hottest takes on the coldest news stories. I'm Matt Heron. I'm the Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. So you're the adding, Jeff. Yeah, I'm adding the definite article there to the beginning of my name. I decided mm-hmm. as I was saying it. Is it because you're like the platonic ideal of a Jeff? You're what all Jeffs strive to be? No, it's just because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> Mm. Well, isn't that what all Jeffs try to do? <laughs> got us. Got them. Got the Jeffs. That's, that <laughs> take, one's for all the Jeffs out take, there. Take that, me. Mm-hmm. You think we have any listeners named Jeff? Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I always think. I always think about the fact that, I don't know why, so the name Matt is extremely common in our generation of people, mm-hmm. and yet there's very few characters on TV and movies and, like, people in who host things that are named matt Mm -hmm. and when i hear it it does kind of weird me out a little bit to hear people saying my name uh a lot but um i don't know why there's not more matts in fiction what's that about i feel like it'll get trendy in maybe i'm gonna make a prediction in maybe 10 years people will be like you know i knew people in elementary school named matt and i don't hear that name so much anymore Mm -hmm. My grandpa was named Matt, and then that name <laughs> died out because of that terrible president, Matt. Thousands of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like then those people, when they are the ones writing these things, they're going to be naming characters Matt. Yeah, maybe that's true. What about Jeff? Do you feel like the name Jeff is in a lot of fiction stuff? Uh, too much, I would say. If you need, yeah. If you need a name for someone who seems like they're, they're kind of a dweeb who sucks... Yeah. Or, like, it's a really good stepdad name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's that whole plot line in the first season of What We Do in the Shadows about her lover being reborn as a boring guy named Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, you never want your name to get um, popular enough that it starts to develop social characteristics. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is the <laughs> yes. thing. Yeah, that's fair. And, of course, no one is ever named Louisa except for in countries that aren't English speaking. Hey, lots of people were named Louisa in the 1600s, and I see it all the time when I'm watching period pieces. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, you get a little thrill watching the Jeffersons. <laughs> Here's something that's very confusing. So do you, right, Jeff? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking about yourself for a second. No, I've, I'm just. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, are we just a Jeffersons reboot? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> is there a Matt on that show? I'm assuming Wheezy so. is short for I... Louisa. Yeah, or Matt Louise. is probably the name of the like rich white douchebag guy who comes around and tries to steal from them every episode. I've oh, never that's, seen that's that Archie show. Bunker. Yeah, yeah, isn't his name Matt? <laughs> isn't Archie short for Matt? <laughs> yeah, it's weird uh, to think that uh, Matthew being a biblical name, there were Matts in like the Renaissance. <laughs> I know it's a strange thought. It is yes, but also again, you never really hear about them. Yeah, like. Can you think of a famous playwright or painter or something named Matt? Matt Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it's just that the that the name Matt is given to people who are then going to not be very successful. Is that true? There, I don't know. There I'm was a pope, there was a pope Matthew. Oh. And yeah, a saint and true. a saint. There's a Saint Matthew? I yeah, guess Yeah, he was one of the apostles. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He course. wrote a whole gospel, I think. Yeah, yeah. Did we use up all our success on that guy? Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Nobody, everyone's some... like, I'm not going to name my kid Matthew. It's too much to <laughs> try to live up to. 
Mm, I was gonna say yeah. there have been kings named Jeff, but if it's Geoff, do you consider that them to be your kin, Jeff, yeah, or no? They welcome uh, some the kind of friggin' Welsh Jeff? No, <laughs> I don't actually know which spelling that is. What is that? Is that like Celtic? I think it might be. Yeah, Old English. I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably German in origin. Oh yeah, right? it is the yeah. German. I mean, a lot of a lot of them are German. Yeah. A lot of old oh, English my... things are German. It's a derivative of Gottfried. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would you change oh. your name to Godfrey, which is a very dramatic name? Uh, Would you change your name to Gilbert Godfrey and then be a screaming maniac? Yes, I would. Okay. Okay. Well, that's settled. That's do it. We have, do we have recordings of Gilbert Godfrey not being that voice and yeah. that character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he... So he famously voiced Miss, Mr. Mitzel Pitlick on the Superman cartoon. But, I really thought you were going to say Mr. Iaga the parrot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put some respect on his name. <laughs> the The council of other fifth dimensional uh, imps are also all voiced by him, but he doesn't do oh, the voice fun. for them. That's um, good. And he would also break character on Howard Stern. He was a frequent guest. Oh, ew. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, I mean, we say, we say, ew, but have you seen any of his opinions lately? Some of them seem uh, reasonable. I think we've come back around to the point where Howard Stern is good, actually, now. Howard Stern. I thought you were going to say Gilbert Gottfried, who is dead. Yeah, no, he's, he can't be good or bad because he's died, which means that he never did anything wrong. Oh, okay. That's how we treat the dead has like gotten famous by being a gross bro and it it feels kind of like um Penn and Teller in like they got famous and I don't even hate the thing that they got famous for they can be quite funny or good at magic or whatever but then they had a long period of being just like embarrassing to like because of mm. how yeah. whatever they are and now they have good opinions again but you're like i don't know that i'm gonna get burned by you again yeah. Penn and teller and howard stern yeah it's when you watch the guy who has something funny to say and then you're like that wait a minute that last thing you said that was a mm-hmm. little bit misogynistic that was a little bit anti-semitic i'm getting yeah. very nervous now yeah, it's when you make really good friends with somebody that you meet at like a you know a, a an event of some kind, and then they offer you a ride home, and you see that their bumper sticker says libertarian, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was gonna say. That like both of those examples you gave kind of went through a libertarian phase. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't checked in with Penn and Teller lately. I'm afraid to, but I know Howard yeah. Stern was recently being like. Why is everybody like other people's genders not your business? Just be nice to trans people or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Penn and Teller probably still are bad in a lot of ways, but I do know that Teller's there was not... a period of... He keeps That's his mouth true. shut. <laughs> yeah. Teller seems fine. <laughs> Penn, um... Well, they did do, like, a magic show about how the Second Amendment is good or whatever at one point, and he had to sign off on that, I assume. No, anyway. he can't. He's not allowed to... Uh, <laughs> he he's not allowed to attorney. speak his dissent. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I believe there was a time, though, when Penn was uh, telling people that they should, like, mass citizens arrest Donald Trump, which I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's not important. No. What is important is what Louisa has been doing this week to uh, keep herself sane. What? Yeah, get her. (laughs) I'm using my veto. You always call (laughs) me first. I never have anything to talk about. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. okay. Skip. I guess it's yeah. me, right? <laughs> I mean, I'll uh, talk about something eventually, but I don't want to go first. Thank you. Okay. Is it? Is this? Wait. I need to see the card you played. Is it a reverse a or reverse is it a skip? Or a skip? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a reverse. Okay. Okay. Real quick, mine is not going to be super long because spoilers. It's not very good. Um, I've been watching. I tried out this new Netflix series that has been. Uh, recommended to me a lot squid game the competition (laughs) yes i I love the fact that they took that dystopian future and in less than a year turned it into a real thing (laughs) fuck man what were what what (laughs) fuck man we live in a post-irony world man it's wild it's like if somebody was like hey did you hear that 1984 just came out let's do fascism today (laughs) what are you doing Yeah, I can see that happening. Ah! Anyway, no, not that. Um, I have been watching, on paper, it seems like this is something that would be great for me specifically, which is the new Netflix animated series, Delicious in Dungeon. Have you guys heard of this? Yes, Uh, it sounds insane. I've heard of it as a manga many years ago when I was reading lots of manga from the library, and it seemed Mm -hmm. too weird and perverted. Is it perverted? I haven't gotten to a part that's perverted yet, but only two episodes are out, so... It is anime, so I'm assuming. Well, so far, all of it is just, um, like... So the the premise of the show is uh, Dungeons & Dragons-style adventuring party uh, is diving into dungeons, and for reasons that uh, are explained in the first episode, they kind of lose all their money and they realize that the only way they can make money is by doing another dungeon dive but they don't even have money for food so they go in and are trying to figure out how to like eat the things that they find in the dungeon um and i thought oh cool a dungeons and dragons thing that's also about cooking this seems right up my alley i'll give this a go what it ends up being is mostly very long and detailed explanations of how to cook fictional foods. And I don't understand why that exists. (laughs) Like, this thing isn't real. You don't need to tell me at length how long you need to boil it before you can mash it to make the thing. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that on account of how it doesn't exist. You don't like reading uh, fantasy recipes, though? Is that a thing? I mean, clearly, you're you're watching the TV show of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the first instance of that that I'm aware of. Um, and I wouldn't mind if it was just a short, like, hey, we chopped up this scorpion and made broth, and here it is. But it really is like a step-by-step cooking show for a thing mm. that doesn't exist. And I don't understand why they're taking so much time with it. I think maybe... I've noticed this on YouTube as well. I think people like the idea of tutorials when they have no intention of ever doing the thing. So to a lot of people, I don't think it would matter that these things aren't real because they don't ever expect to do them even if they were. That's so weird to me. I think you're right. And I think like how-to stuff is so popular on YouTube even though no one ever actually does the thing. Yeah. A lot of a lot of makers that I watch on YouTube, yourself included, Louisa, <laughs> get have, her, get like, her, roast oh, no. Louisa, <laughs> have catchphrases along the lines of like, "Now you go make something," yeah. or like, yeah. "It's time to, for all of us to make something." Yeah. And like, in theory, everyone watching your thing 
should be doing it in order to make something, but they don't. And that's weird. Yeah, I you're right. I absolutely have slipped into that language because everyone uses it. And I think it makes people feel good, like they're part of a community. But you're right. And then sometimes people will leave comments like, thanks for this. This is so great. I love what you made. I'm going to make one mm-hmm. too. You gave such good instructions. And no, I didn't. <laughs> so you're lying. <laughs> and first of all, second of all, no, you're never going to make this. You're never going right. to come back with questions. <laughs> the thing of it is, it's very interesting how the human brain works because I can watch a video of somebody making something and like pay attention, even take notes of every step that they do and still not notice until I start doing it that they like edited out a big, very important chunk of what you need to do. And I yeah. don't know how to do that piece. <laughs> Yeah, it is uh it's Like, difficult. in my brain, I'm like, oh, yeah, then you just cut a groove down this, this uh, board. And then later on, I'm like, wait, how do you do that so that it's straight, though? How how do you do that? Yeah, yes. Yeah. This ties into something that I'm going to talk about when it's my turn. But yes, absolutely. Well, you had your chance, Louisa. <laughs> I know, I know. Now... So this is an anti-recommendation for <laughs> Delicious in Dungeon, which I might try keep trying in case it gets better but i don't think it will yeah also yeah. uh it's a good recommendation for if if it sounds appealing like if anyone here likes the uh what you're talking about are you talking about yourself are you no, saying I don't, this for a friend i don't necessarily like tutorials but i guarantee you that we have people in the audience who are like yeah, that does sound pretty good. I do want to hear them describe how they would cut up a kobold and make hamburgers out of it or whatever. Yeah, I could see a world where Louisa maybe likes it as well because it and it, every like tutorial ends with like a very nice detailed drawing of what the food would look like if it was real. Yeah, I might um, like that. Um, I do like uh, fake cookbooks for fantasy foods that are like, use swamp rat. Or if you don't have swamp rat, you can use chicken. I don't mind that when they try to like make recipes for real life. Yeah, I, yeah, I will say that I, I like the fact that this show and I guess manga, which I have not read, so I don't know, but um, is clearly done by people who know at least the basics of cooking because for instance one of the first ones they do is a giant scorpion um like shellfish broth kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and like a lot of the stuff that they talk about is stuff that you would do for a lobster for instance um so they it it probably does translate to real world cooking skills but I don't know. It just feels like, well, then why don't you just do a show about cooking a real lobster? You know. Do you think have they ever done is... that? A show where you, they just cook real food and show you how to do it? No. Who's never they? Been done. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. <laughs> I think um, they've already got a lot of movies about Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is something specific to Japanese pop culture? I don't have a lot of experience. Not really enjoying anime or manga or anything. No, you so, have tons of experience not enjoying anime. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> but in video games, there's often a cooking component you wouldn't expect to see in an equivalent American game. Um, Miyazaki, yes, of course, true. is famous for showing beautiful uh, images of meals being made in a way that a lot of cartoons wouldn't bother to show that stuff. And I'm thinking of yeah. the live action, uh, I guess it's a sitcom <laughs> that I enjoy called Midnight Diner, which is a Japanese show. Oh, yeah. And in that, the end of the episodes would show someone making and explain to you how to make a dish that was in that episode. 
but not with enough detail for you to actually do it. So I wonder if that's yeah. like just a expected nice thing for entertainment. I think there is a an a cultural element of like care about the craft of something like within the artistic realm of cooking can mm. like care yeah. about process uh in addition to end product that's true um, you see a lot of attention to like how things are sliced very carefully mhm and i yeah. like i wonder is that good now that i'm thinking like i wonder if that's i don't think it's bad that ties there's that in... <laughs> what Huh? Uh, Jeff, you cut out there, so you probably said something, but we oh, didn't hear you. Sorry, I said I. I wonder if there's if if it ties in with like uh, Shinto religious beliefs, or if it's something mm-hmm. that was like maybe imported with Buddhism, because I know process is like the whole thing about Zen Buddhism is. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the I do doing think, of the thing is important. I do think that like um, there's a lot of focus on the the patient crafting of things in all areas of uh japanese culture like i've watched some japanese woodworking things that are very uh similarly paced of like taking your time to really do a good job and Mm -hmm. like calligraphy and stuff obviously is like that too and when you at when you ask the uh old japanese karate master to teach you martial arts and he just makes you wax his cars and catch a fly with chopsticks and you're like this is such a waste of time but you've been learning all along mm-hmm. mm. yeah, i don't know mine didn't, Catching... didn't actually teach me i just did <laughs> you got to the tournament and just got your ass whooped yeah <laughs> i was like where's Cobra the mop Kai, your arms off yeah. <laughs> uh, i was gonna say in and of itself catching a fly with chopsticks is a pretty cool talent i, I don't think it's possible right yeah, I don't it think it's can't possible be either. It might be. My favorite part of that is that Mr. Miyagi gets mad because Daniel does it in, like, two tries. And clearly it was supposed to be a, like, you're, you didn't do it. It does strike me as the kind of thing that you would, like, learn to do and be like, people are going to be super impressed by this. And then you do it and people are like, okay. <laughs> like, that seems like a useless skill. That's fine. Good job, I guess. Uh, yep. If you have chopsticks and need to catch one fly, great. Yeah. You did it. <laughs> just the one leaving mean youtube comments under this video <laughs> like, i do hey. like the idea i do like the idea that mr miyazaki not mr miyazaki, miyazaki. what am i doing mr, mr. Miyagi. miyagi would like get drunk at bars and try to get people to bet him that he couldn't catch a fly with chopsticks yeah <clears throat> <sighs> anyway jeff you me Yes, uh, Louisa, I... Louisa is too savage for me. I can't ask her again or she'll attack me with her, her uh, games play. A flurry of uh, cards of various uh, strengths and uh, tight matchups. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. You will wax yep. on and wax off too quickly for Matt to respond uh, with She's a real crane de- form. She's a real Demir player, guys. Mm. For the for the ma- magic, magic bands out there. Okay. Yep. She seems like she'd be in the Simic combine. You think? Yeah. Simic? Yeah, she's, uh, she's think... a mad scientist to me. Oh, I I think more like uh, Naya would be Louisa's color combo. Hmm. Or maybe um, what's the one that's uh, there's no purple, white, right? White, red, green, huh? There's no purple. There's no purple. No. Damn. See. 
There is black. Swamps are like black, purpley gray. No. Yeah. That's the no, Louisa, not, though. Uh, Louisa would be maybe Selesnia. Okay. I accept. Jeff, you're Demir for sure. Sure. You're uh, a real stinker. <laughs> yep. That's the, what is that, green and red? No, it's white and uh, b- black and blue. It's uh, all counter spells and removal. Yeah, that that kind of stinker. I thought you meant like a dirty, smelly guy, not oh, no, like no, no. not like a goblin, uh, a, if you will, a little a little bastard. Yep. <laughs> You're um, a Calvin I, P cor- on something. I, I of course am Orzov because I am very full of myself and lose all the time. <laughs> I'm uh I'm playing a D and D character in a, another campaign who is a uh he's basically uh if Columbo was an elephant man oh um, okay so he goes around with kind of a voice like this do, uh, do you yeah. mean and, the elephant man or do you mean that little no like he's got an elephant's he's got an elephant's head he's a loxodon oh, okay. oh, okay. um. Yep. But I made him part of the Orzov Syndicate because Loxodons were introduced in that Ravnica book. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you friends with that one Loxodon that everyone knows? Nope. What's his name? I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the thing I've been doing this week is playing a bunch of video games. Nice. Um, I just got Pseudo Regalia. This is the indie game that's lighting the world ablaze. Have you heard of this? No. Um, No, I don't think so. Uh, so it, I, I saw it on a bunch of YouTube, like things you definitely didn't play this year things, uh, mm. around the turn of the year. Um, it is by an indie developer named Ritzler, who I believed was initially developing it solo, um, mm. made a, uh, made one for a game jam and one first place and then released an extended version on Steam, um, mm. The game, when I when I gifted it to Chris, I described it in the note of the gift. I said, "Please enjoy Hollow Knight 64." <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it it's one of those games. I'm looking at it now that has that like graphic style for a period of games after my youth. That yeah. like like Dreamcast kind of graphics that is not super my my thing, but it does look fun. Yeah, the um. The way, the, like, great cool thing about it is moving around in it feels wonderful. And Mm. you get almost like a kind of freeform set of moves to uh, navigate the world with. Um, And Mm. it manages that sort of Metroidvania style by, um, you know, when you get more moves, you can do more things. But it also can, it manages to be a little more open um Mm. because of i don't know the i guess jankiness of 3d platformers there's like (laughs) there's enough unpredictability to how uh how the like complicated systems will interact that sometimes there will you'll look at a a platforming challenge and be like okay this looks like maybe i need another ability to do this easily but i could do it with what i have Ugh, i hate that so much <laughs> um and that's that's been interesting uh, well thankfully it's like a short enough game that uh it's not like the type of thing where i'm like i'm gonna be banging my head against the wall of something 
uh, yeah. for for ten hours. Just be like, okay, I didn't do this in two tries. I'm gonna go continue on. Um, I still haven't gone back to playing Prey because of exactly this thing, where I started it and I got to a part where, like you say, I could do it, but I didn't. It, it would be easier later in the game, and I kept trying to do it now. And I didn't even know until much later that there was an item that I could get later that would make it better. And so I probably spent four hours trying to do one thing, and then I was like, actually, fuck this game. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, I would say the closest thing that this recreates is the feeling of trying to get somewhere you're not supposed to get in Super Mario 64. Mm -hmm. Like, trying to get on Mm -hmm. top of the castle, knowing that people have done it. Does, Does it feel good to do that? <laughs> uh in Mario 64, not particularly. Okay. But this game is designed such that the moving and the like ping-ponging off of walls and stuff feels extremely good and responsive and there's okay. like generous windows. Um So you might but... laugh, but uh anytime a character could get outside of a game, you see like YouTube thumbnails and stuff of people doing that. It gives me agoraphobia or something. <laughs> I look at it like, no, you're not supposed to be there. It's bad. Yes, no, I agree with that. I hate it. I hate it so much. I got to the... I only did it like a year or two ago, but I got to the roof of the castle with the the exploit in Super Mario 64. I felt like I had conquered my childhood. Did you get Yoshi? Is that what's supposed to be up there? Yoshi's not up there until you get up there the legitimate way by collecting all the stars. It's weird. that's right. I did expect Yoshi to be up there. He wasn't. Mm. Um, but I I don't know. I, I like that sort of... That's, I think, part of the large appeal of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom for me was like, ooh, this game has given me enough tools that I can go places that it seems like I shouldn't be able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the, the original subtitle was Legend of Zelda, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Yep. It's the first Legend of Zelda game by Dr. Seuss. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Pseudo Regalia, highly recommend it. It's like six or seven dollars on Steam. It's probably less than ten hours long. How long to beat says it's six hours, but I'm like four hours in and I don't feel like I only have two hours left. Mm. Uh, but I'm stupid, so important <laughs> to note. Um, but yeah. Those how long to beat times, though, often are like if you don't want to enjoy the game. Yeah. <laughs> And just do it as fast as possible. Yeah, it's I interesting. Guess that's a way that people enjoy games, but it seems stressful to me. Yeah. I can't even imagine what the speed runs around this thing will look yeah. like. It's crazy. Um, it it gets to the point where it's like not worth watching anymore. I felt this way about Hyperlight Drifter, which is a good game, and. At first, I was like, "Wow, the speed runs in this are awesome," and then after a while, I was like, "This is like." What's the point of this? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not even playing the game anymore. You're like only doing exploits. So I don't know. Yeah, this one, yeah. I think just as a matter of genre feels more like uh, like speedrunner friendly because it's not just going to be about like, well, this game is there's a limited number of systems to interact with. So it's mostly about pathing. Uh, mm. Pseudo regalia is it's, it's like. You know, people can figure out techniques, probably, Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. able to, like, get up to a ledge that you normally wouldn't be able to get up to if you're very precise about your platforming. 
which that always is more entertaining to me than like this person shaved three seconds off of their speed run because they figured out that if you drop a bomb right before you glitch through the wall it shoots you three pixels farther yeah yeah um actually that reminds me did you guys see that tetris was finally beaten Yes, no. I did. Didn't like three people do it in the course of two weeks or something? Yeah, one. Uh, yeah. I watched a video kind of explaining it. Um, there was a. Uh, so initially, they thought the kill screen of Tetris was level 27 because you can't mm. move pieces to the edge of the screen faster than they drop. Mm. Um, but people figured out techniques to tap the controls faster so that you could. Um, hmm. And then eventually discovered uh, glitched out color levels where like the level number is too high for there to be colors that still load in correctly. Uh, so <laughs> then the that ne- doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, it's you know I'm... it's an NES game, so like the color palette yeah. changes each level, and eventually oh, right. there's some kind of memory overflow or whatever. Uh, the so you numbers get to, like, they use for the levels are also the numbers they were using for the colors. They yeah, exa- the exactly. Just make the color of the T block be whatever the level number is, <laughs> plus like an R or something. I'm yeah. sure it'll work fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, so eventually they got to level like 170 or something, and uh, all of the tiles are barely visible because they're the same color as the background and have like a oh my God. faintly gray highlight. Uh, but eventually someone got past that and discovered that there is a uh, point at the game where it does like a genuine kill screen. Like you can't go farther because the game glitches out because you've played too far. Mm. Uh, I would argue that that happened a long time ago. <laughs> you, <laughs> once you've started making it so hard that no one could possibly enjoy it, it's no longer a game. That's my hot take on that. Yeah, but they did want to seek out the, like, you know, like, level 256 of Pac-Man, the screen gets covered in code garbage, because you can't actually... 256 is, like, the character limit for hexadecimal code. Yeah. Mm. Um, Or, like, Donkey Kong, the kill screen is when the timer is too fast for you to get to the top. Um, Mm. But they wanted to reach that, and they reached it. And I think that's cool and interesting. The coolest part to me about it, I think, is that uh, the person who finally reached the NES Tetris kill screen was like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Nice. That's who should be doing that. Their life is over. That's true. But also, yes, it seems like that is going to be a sad life. I feel like we're going to have a documentary about this person in 20 years about how that was like their peak at 12. Oh, God. Can you imagine the pressure off your shoulders if you peaked at 12? (laughs) But like, and you weren't famous? to know you've got... It's nice to know you've got at least one peak under your belt already. I feel like I still haven't found one, but oh, if I could look, the wizard was about. Yeah, exactly. Mm. If I could look mm. back fondly on that time that I won a Super Mario Bros. Three tournament by finding the whistle. <laughs> but you would need to have a power glove to do that because it's a better oh, controller. So bad. I know, but in a good way. <laughs> That's what he says, and he says it's so bad in the movie, but what he means is good, because it's the 90s. But it it was prescient, because it was just bad. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? God damn it. (laughs) I did something that falls into the category of things I've talked about before, which is 
trying to teach yourself a new skill, even though it makes you feel so angry <laughs> to try <Yeah>. and learn <laughs> and put things in your brain. <laughs> I have a new drawing tablet and it's wonderful. I love it. It's as good as I could hope for. It's got its, uh, it has to connect to a computer, but it's got its own screen and you use a stylus with it. So mm. the learning curve is as low as it could be. You're drawing with a pen on a surface, just like you would in real life. But learning everything... Oh, you got a surface. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just drawing on it with a regular pen. <laughs> yeah. It's going great so far. <laughs> I, got a, I got a Microsoft Surface, the first one. It was $10, and I got a Sharpie. <laughs> but, oh my god, trying to learn how to do things you already know is so frustrating. Yes. Yeah. Especially when it's, like, the interface that is the challenge, where you're yeah. like, if, like... I know what I want to do. I even know the right terms for what I want to do. I just mm-hmm. don't know where to click to see the menu that would allow me to do that. Yes, exactly. And uh, I got a new art program that's supposed to be good for it. This is, I've heard it pronounced Krita or Krita, so I don't know which is correct, but this is a open source. Criterion, I think it free is. Free yeah. art program. <laughs> it's great. Oh, right. This is, this is the one where you were like, I wish I knew how to use this, and I downloaded it to see if I could help you, and then I never learned how to use it and forgot about uh, it. <laughs> was that a while ago? Because it might have been Pinta for that one. No, it was it was Krita or something. Oh, okay. It was maybe a couple months to a year ago. No, I hadn't used it until this week. Huh. Maybe you're thinking of somebody else. I mean, also a lot of people probably use it. It's supposed to be a good R program and it's free. I don't know if you ever actually used it when you were like, does anybody have... I think you dropped in the Discord like, has anybody ever used this before? I've heard it suggested, hmm. but I don't know anything about it. Maybe. If so, I don't remember. Yeah, but... who knows. It's a good art program, but for instance, when I first opened it up and I was trying to learn things about it, of course it's got a million menus, because when you know what you're doing, you want to be able to customize that much. But at first it's very it overwhelming. It says that on the box, one million menus. <laughs> yeah, that's the real selling point. <laughs> but for instance, on the main page, there was no undo button. Mm. So like you could go up to the drop down menu and click on undo. But mm-hmm. I don't want to do that because sometimes I'm like trying to draw a line and I'm like, no, that's no good. I want to be able to undo immediately. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking. There's nothing in their user manual about that. I look online. I have to find a Reddit thread where somebody's like, is there an undo button? And in that thread, <laughs> there's like a dozen responses. Just use control Z or it's right there in the menu. Just go up. It's a few clicks like fucking the question was, is there an undo button? <laughs> the answer can't be, you don't need that. <sighs> so frustrating. Yeah. Eventually, someone but was like... have you tried using Control z <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Command-Z for Louisa. She's a oh, Mac yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. true. But it's that very irritating thing where you're like, can anyone just answer this question? No, apparently not. Eventually, in this thread, I did find somebody who said you have to go to the settings and then open files, and then it shows up, but there's no reason that should be true logically, right? But it did work, so I have an undo button. Mm. But the fact that it took me, like, uh, an hour to find this one function is making it very slow going to learn, and that's Is your stylus one of those Bluetooth ones that you can, like, like map button commands too yes i have not had much luck figuring out how to do that i think i need to it's always more learning i think i need to find tutorials specifically on how to do that to find out more 
I had I had one like that that was it had buttons on the side and then a button where like the eraser would be if it was a pencil. Yes. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna be real clever and I'm gonna map Control Z to the the eraser button on the back so I can click that every time I want to undo something. But like half the time when I clicked it, it would just be like error, oh, no, <laughs> not found or whatever. So see, that's mine. Why I gave up on drawing. Go on. Mine actually is a an eraser which i find very useful in this because just mm. intuitively like you're drawing and you're like i don't want to undo the line i just drew but part of it was wrong i want to erase it so you're able to mm-hmm. just erase it intuitively which is nice oh that's nice yeah. yeah i my my little tablet notebook that i use the back of the pen also functions as an eraser like automatically and it's been very interesting i'll have uh students use it to sign in for gaming club and without ever having seen this device before they will flip the stylus over to erase if they make a mistake and then they nice. go when it works they're like oh oh cool <laughs> that's great yeah so yeah. it's mostly just the frustration of learning things like i know now what would be good to have in my stylus menu but a i don't remember how to open the stylus menu because a wheel will show up on the screen if you if you open it correctly don't remember how to do that gonna have to find that out again <laughs> And then B, don't know how to map things to it. And then C, don't know if all the things I think I want, I'm going to actually want. So then I'm probably going to have to change it. So. Yeah. It's exhausting learning things. Sometimes when I'm doing stuff like that, I like look up what people, creators that I know have done. Like, oh, well, this is my setup for my hotkeys and whatever. But then sometimes they will have something mapped where I'm like, I've never used that function. Why would I, <laughs> yeah. why would they use that? What's that for? And yeah. then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm bad at whatever art I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to learn all technical stuff. Your brain just won't handle that. So I've tr- been trying to mix in some tutorials for things I might want to do. Like here's mm, how to I draw. I think your brain won't handle that. My brain <laughs> oh, okay. only handles that and can't do the other parts. <laughs> You're a perfect robot. <laughs> yep. So I've been looking at tutorials on how to draw Pokemon, which is a very simple style that I would like to learn because I think it would teach me a lot about the techniques. And I'm I think I would have get inspired you. good results pretty quickly. I don't know if you can take credit for that, Jeff, although I do like the, your Pokemon that you draw. No, but Jeff was the first person to do fan art of Pokemon. <laughs> I, I, was, I invented Pokemon. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then the problems I have are, like, I'm looking up videos for people drawing Pokemon using Krita. This is, should be everything that I need. But they'll do mm-hmm. things like, okay, so this arm isn't quite where we want it. So we're going to take this and we're going to make it a little bigger and we're going to turn it this way. They've edited out all the part where they tell you how you do that in Krita. Mm. I don't know how mm-hmm. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, sometimes you do just the colors and then you'll see on screen this thing they drew, which was blue. It'll like go, it'll start cycling through like blues, greens, purples until they find exactly the right one. I'm like, but how do I do that? Because I've never seen any tool like that at all in any art program. (sighs) So that's kind of where I'm at, but I'm, I'm getting better. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's, it's the kind of thing where you have to remind yourself constantly that it, it will be this is the normal way that your brain learns things, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I guess It so. feels like this is bad and you're doing it bad, but this is the normal way. Yeah. It's frustrating with learning anything. I might retain it better finding it all myself, but it's frustrating there's no one I can just ask a question to. 
So. What if you yeah. signed up for a class at the college that you live next to? Uh, that sounds terrible. Or Phoenix Online. <laughs> yeah, what if exist? you became a firebird on the internet? Yeah. Mm, everyone's a firebird on the internet. Meant, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Everyone's a firebird on the internet. What does that mean? <laughs> that could be Phoenix Online's uh, slogan. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> Phoenix Online, what does that mean? I think Firebird is the Mozilla FTP client. That's weird. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm sorry for knowing that. Yeah, I still use Firefox. They are still around and they're they're dipping into AI in a way that's making people angry. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I thought one of those was going away at some point. Wasn't wasn't like Firefox gonna go bankrupt or something? Doesn't matter. They're they're an open source project, so they'll Mm. just be around forever. So, what do we do on this show? Mm -hmm. Well, we go to the news sites of our choice and let the algorithm pick news stories for us so we can talk about things that are going on in the world that aren't stressful, but are things that we're interested in. Jeff has had a revelation. Have we been allowed to choose the news sites this whole time? Yes. Yes. That's life. That's, That's why free you do will. a different one than Louisa and I because you want to be different. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing a bit right now. It's fun. <laughs> the, <laughs> Im- the implication being that uh, the news site was somehow chosen for me, which mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we should do that. That way we could be getting um, f- like balanced <laughs> coverage, both sides fair of fair and story. balanced. Yes, exactly. Great people on both sides. <laughs> um, um. Okay. I'm going to go first because I'm going to have a longish one and hopefully we can go through this fairly quickly. Okay. Okay. I found a site, a, a story on Engadget, the the tech website, mm-hmm. uh, that is the best of CES 2024. So for anyone who doesn't know, CES ding. or Consumer Electronics Show, what? Someone Something went dinged. ding. Yeah, sorry. My phone is fucking up. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um... Oh, CES. God, you really took mean? the steam out of my sales Sorry, there. that ding yeah, distracted tell us me. About what the is new... CES? I actually don't know. Tell us about CES. the new steam engines. CES, or Consumer Electronics Show, is a, a, a convention that happens in Las Vegas every year where all of the companies that make the most cutting-edge uh, technological gadgets and gizmos um, show off their new stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's usually booths for people like um samsung and lg and sony and some car people sometimes show up for instance honda showed off their new all electronic uh vehicles this week so there's some lots some really exciting new technologies on the horizon and so i thought i would just go through and read out the what the um and gadget things are the 12 most interesting things from the show okay okay i'm excited to learn are any of them yes. video games specifically, or is that not how this works? No, it's not games. Okay. It, it might be the hardware for games. Yeah, Nintendo was not... there, but not with yes. new games. No yeah. switch. So they no might switch show off yet? like a new controller or mm. a new battery or something, but not any games. A power glove, if you will. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is extremely boring, which is the <laughs> Asus ROG Zephyrus G14 laptop, which is just... A better laptop. Um, the big exciting thing is that it has a full-sized RTX 4070 GPU video card in it, uh, which means that it is 
as powerful as a full desktop gaming rig setup, but in a laptop form. So I guess that's fine. Interesting. So is the video card crisis over? They got uh, yes. fomented yes. by... Actually, the pricing Bitcoin. on video cards has been going way down lately. Oh, good. Like, the newest... The new NVIDIA graphics cards that they just released this past week are more powerful than the ones from a year ago and cheaper than those ones. Like, new, cheaper than the, those ones are still today. Nice. That's good news. Yeah. Yep. Whenever I hear the um, name Asus, I think it's shoes for some reason. I don't know what I'm actually thinking of there, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. Asus. Uh, Air- Payless? Airwalk? Computer shoes? Yeah, yeah, Payless. It's definitely Payless. <laughs> got some um, of the same sounds sure um okay so then the second thing is actually quite interesting which is the samsung music frame hmm. um the samsung frame which is a tv that i've talked about on the show before because i have one is like a it's a flat screen tv uh where the big innovation is that the brains of it are in a box on another in another part of your house um, so it can be totally flat to the wall and it has a matte screen so that it can look like just a painting that hangs on your wall until you turn it on. They, that has been so popular that they now have a new one that they're coming out with that is the size of an album sleeve, like a, <laughs> like a, a record, turntable record sleeve. Um, but it is a speaker for music playing. Yeah, um, it's and it has a, it has a screen that you can have display the album cover of the album you're listening to. Um, and it is uh, apparently the music quality is excellent. It's higher than the highest end speaker uh, album, the uh, speaker setups out there right now. So nice. that's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I use my TV to play music all the time. So that makes sense. Yeah. I just discovered that my TV uh, actually produces pretty good sound for music, which was surprising mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. TVs now have pretty good, even if you don't have a sound bar, they do pretty good with uh, making good sounds come out. Mm. Yeah. It's got like a, a big subwoofer on the back. My previous TV, I would have to turn the bass all the way down or it would sound like buzzy and fuzzy. Yeah. Cause it would kind of rattle its own cage. But this one, it was like, I listened, I watched the new, uh, Lil Nas X video and the the bass <laughs> the bass came through real nice. Yeah, I don't know how they did that, but yes, that is true for me too. I still have a TV that does that rattly thing, but the newer ones just don't. Yeah. So they figured it out, I guess. Nice, good job. Um, the Big thing tech, that I... we love you unconditionally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I guess I should take a break in here to say, even though I am excited by these new technologies, I understand that they are destroying the planet in lots of ways Ah, say lovey yeah um the next one is one that i actually did watch the reveal of and is it's like really cool i don't know if it's gonna be good but it's cool uh which is the lg oled t televisions have you guys heard of this yet i know oled but i don't know oled t the the t stands for transparent Whoa! It is, it is a screen without any electronics behind it. What? It just it it's a wireless display that picks up signal from another box somewhere else within like twenty meters or something. Um, but it's just a, a clear glass screen that you can play TV on. Also, that's crazy. That's like we're yes. living in the future now. Yeah, it has a thing where you can pull up like a black cloth, 
like backdrop behind it to get the deeper blacks if you want. Huh. Um, but if you don't, you it it knows how to edit out the background, so it just will show you the the characters of whatever you're watching, and then the background will be whatever is behind your television. No, that's yeah, that too sucks. far. Wait, are <laughs> yes, you? Is that, I agree. is that real, or did you make that up? No, that's real. That's for sure. That that's part for real. sucks ass. I yeah. hate. That. I know. <laughs> Yes. You can that's... finally see Star Wars in the way George Lucas would hate the most. <laughs> yeah. I I mean the way he that's the way he filmed it. <laughs> yeah. I know and he hates it. He hates that he had to do that. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, they they just in the the reveal of it, they they p- pitch that as more of a thing for like if you're watching sports, I guess. Yeah, I wanna you see the little see... football man running all over my bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the the football man it's more like if you're seeing a close-up of, like, you know, people huddling or whatever, planning their tennis strategies. I don't know. Anyway, I think that that is dumb but cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the transparent TV idea is a genuinely good one. Yeah, maybe. It seems, here's the thing, it seems very aesthetically cool. And that can be an end to itself. I don't mind that. Yeah. A lot of interesting, like, mid-century architecture that was just based on, this looks cool. That's great. But yeah. this seems like maybe there's no actual use case for it. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I do think that... I think that if you could do it to the point where it's good enough and, like, sturdy enough that you could make a window out of it, Ooh. and then you could just have, like, a window in your house that is also a TV if you wanted to watch TV on it. <laughs> My friends that from I Friends could... are always there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. always in this window. I could wave to them. <laughs> Not so that you could trick yourself into thinking that's what's happening outside. <laughs> no, that's what I want, actually. Yeah. Oh, um, but, Joey got a turkey but, I mean, stuck on his head again. <laughs> <laughs> when you watch, like, you know sci-fi movies or whatever and people are like driving their car and then the wind windshield of their car becomes like has turn by turn directions showing on it yeah that kind of stuff i think could genuinely be good and that is what this is heading towards i think yeah maybe i wonder how distracting that is but maybe and there might be applications i don't know about so yes i will i rented a car over over the christmas vacation um yeah and god damn new cars have so many distracting little thingies in them i hate it yeah. so much yeah honestly though your brain is so good at filtering that stuff out i got i got a new car like two years ago and it has a lot of those things in it but like after a month of driving it i i knew what i cared about and the rest of it i just don't think about yeah i mean i just have to like i had to like not use most of the features yeah yeah Okay, next up, the NCL NXT Paper 14 Pro. It is a uh, TCL tablet. TCL makes Android tablets mainly. Hmm. Um, I think I have a TCL inter- television. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, the interesting thing about this is that it is a tablet that has a uh, e-ink mode. Yes, mm-hmm. love it. So in addition to having your normal tablet experience, you can switch it over to monochrome e-ink like a Kindle would be, um, and it works the same speed, which is wild. If you've ever used a Kindle, you you know that it can be quite slow to refresh pages. Mm-hmm. It works the same speed, and it uses uh, one one-hundredth as much battery power. Wow, okay. So it, 
it can run for 28 days in e-ink mode before it runs out of battery. That's pretty Amazing. cool. That's like a step up from my e-ink tablet notebook that I have. Yeah. Um, it works pretty good. The issue, the issue with e-ink stuff is it only uses battery when it changes what's on the screen. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you are doing something like typing or drawing... The battery yeah. will run down much faster than you expect it to, based on how slowly it discharges uh, in standby mode. Yes. Okay. The thing that I think is interesting about this is I—I I mean, maybe this is something you about you have seen, Jeff, but I've never seen something that can do both. Can do yeah. LCD screen and e-ink screen. That's cool. I've only ever seen like phones where like the back of it has a e-ink screen, and you can just use that but never, like, the same side of it. Yeah, apparently there's a new line of, maybe this will come up in this list, but there's a new line of laptops where the outside of it is e-ink so that you can draw or load pictures onto it instead of putting stickers on your laptop. Beautiful. That seems fine. Yeah. That seems cool. E-ink is a really cool technology that I'm sure we're doing some kind of evil somewhere to make happen. Um, yeah, that probably is true. But it is uh, the type of thing that I'm surprised didn't instantly catch on everywhere because of how, like, resource-intensive it isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Can they do but different colors with that? it kind of sucks. Not really. Yeah, that might be part of it. They've yeah. just... I, I remember a few years ago as seeing they, they were starting to crack e-ink in color, but I don't think that it is uh, anywhere near feasible for for consumer electronics yet yeah and apparently it takes like four or five times as long to load each screen if it's in color and yeah. that sucks yeah it does suck um okay next up the zenbook duo by asus as well um dual screen laptop dual screen laptop it's the first uh like completely dual screen basically if you imagine a laptop that's like two pieces Imagine that as being three pieces instead, and that it just f unfolds an extra time to have oh. two screens. See, I was picturing that the keyboard was just replaced with another screen, but that's much better. <laughs> yes, this is. I've seen that before, and that stinks. Yeah. This, on the other hand, is good. <laughs> Does it um, stand it real tall then? Because I feel like it would fall over yes. on your desk. Uh, it has like a kickstand between the <laughs> the first and second screen that unfolds down to hold itself up. All right, uh, fair enough. It's yep. funny. <laughs> Here, I'm going to copy this image into our chat so you guys can see what I'm talking about. I've seen really cool ones where, like, you can get an extra screen that clips on to the side of your laptop. Yes, I've seen those as well. And that, that seems cool, but... Rude. Yeah, this, well. is, this is so strange looking. I don't mind it. It is. Yeah. It is exactly yeah. how I imagined. It's a laptop that's open and then there's another screen above the screen. Yeah. Yep. So that's cool. I mean, I still think we haven't really figured out how to do laptops, laptops yeah. in a way that doesn't suck most of the time. True. <laughs> but yeah. um, I do. I mean, I think that the one of the biggest problems with laptops is the fact that the screen can only be as big as the machine is, and that's not good in terms of being able to see stuff. So, dual screen yeah. is definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. I have a um a nice Lenovo that I uh, have for work that I use. That it's from, you know, it has etching on the back that says "Property of the NYC Department of Education." So it's not like mm -hmm. I have it; it's theirs. Yeah. But uh, it folds all the way back to be a tablet, 
but it's so oh yeah i've seen those it's so clunky and heavy and it feels so awkward to have my forearm just pushing keyboard buttons down while i hold it in <laughs> tablet mode that i basically never use tablet mode yeah <laughs> yeah that is weird um okay next up the withings bemo <laughs> that one's fake that's the that, fake yeah. one. You promised one of these would be fake, and it's this one. That is yes. a really cool is, name, but oh, I can't imagine what it will be. This is 11 truths and a lie. No, <laughs> this is a real thing. Um, it's a, a new digital thermometer by Withings, uh, and in addition to taking your temperature, it also can uh, do an electrocardiogram, oximeter, and digital stethoscope, all with one laser beam. Hmm. So Does... when you shoot it at a person, in addition to telling you their temperature, it also tells you how their heart is doing, what their blood ox level is, and when they're um, gonna die. All that kind of stuff. Yep. I expend one you... third level spell slot and cast <laughs> Withings Bemo. <laughs> <laughs> See, with the name Bemo, I thought it was gonna look like it's got to be good. Bemo mm-hmm. from Adventure Time, who is a little <laughs> gay boy shaped robot. I do think I... that people who actually do things in the world who mm-hmm. make things don't spend as much time watching cartoons as you and i do <laughs> the I, way mm, the way you, you were describing bemo i thought you were about to say bemo is like a little gay robot which isn't mm. isn't wrong but you said game boy shaped <laughs> can a robot be gay that's Can the they feel love? That, that's the question Adventure Time seeks to answer, Matt. I guess that's true. That is kind of the plot of every Abino episode is just kind of robot. That's one of the gay. laws of robotics, right? Robots are allowed to be gay. <laughs> yeah, fourth yeah. law. As long as it yeah, does not you know interfere what? with the first three laws. You know what? The, the laws of robotics are a lot about what robots can't do. Yeah. We need a bill of rights for robots yeah. in here. Yeah, they're, they're allowed, allowed to be gay. Yeah. 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 First, the first robot amendment allowed to be gay. Second robot mm-hmm. amendment can be as funky as they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Third robot amendment, they can humans harm humans if they really need to. Yeah, yeah you know like what if I mean? it's a yeah. really annoying human. <laughs> Just they harm a human by accident, they get, they get a mulligan we on that all know. We all know which humans we're talking about. No more <laughs> need be said about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a wink in this Bill of Rights. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the first Bill of Rights with emojis. Um, okay, next up, the EcoFlow Delta Ultra. That could be uh, anything. Is... I have no idea from that name what that type it's of thing is. It's an oil yes. rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is one, it is the first mass-produced home-size battery not made huh. by Tesla, which is exciting because oh, Tesla's nice. bad. Yeah, that yeah. is exciting. Is this for charging yeah, a, a car or charging a house? Both a house, hmm. so it's a six kilowatt hour battery, uh, which means that if you have your house not doing a ton of stuff, it can, you can probably run your house for about a week off of this battery. That's awesome for like a cabin or like a generator. Yeah. Yep. So it's about six thousand dollars, which obviously is a lot of money, but this is the kind of stuff that people are saying is going to make home solar panels be actually viable yeah finally like good for the environment as opposed to what they are now which is mostly bad for the environment so Mm. that's cool Mm -hmm. that's very cool um okay this one louisa will care about ge profile smart indoor smoker yay how big is this thing how smart is is it it is roughly the size of like a A half of a microwave oven 
That's awesome. Oh. I feel like the amount of work it would need to do to capture the smoke and not just release it would be exorbitant. Is this the main problem with an indoor smoker? Yes. No. Uh, it, it like, has ways of of com- of condensing down the smoke after it's been used to smoke, and then I guess you can empty it outside. That's cool, like an ashtray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do, kind of. I do like that. <laughs> I kind yeah. of wish that a hundred... Uh, some odd years ago when we were making cars uh, happen a lot that we had instituted a you you collect the exhaust in a bag that sits in the trunk and you have to empty it oh yeah that would be (laughs) pretty good yep Uh, I put a picture of it in the chat if you guys are interested but I do think that it's cool and smoked meats are really good but part of the problem I have with them is the fact that I do have a smoker, but it's an outdoor smoker because that's the only kind that exists until now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means often going outside in the cold or rain to tend to whatever I'm smoking. Yeah. I wonder this one's if very you cool. Could... I'm sure it's going to be a $1,000, but it's yeah. very cool. I wonder if yeah, you can... haven't told us the price yet. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I wonder if you can collect the uh, smoke and use it to... Uh, as like liquid smoke, like if you want to add it as a flavoring to a barbecue sauce or something, it's probably toxic. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. All those delicious carcinogens. Those are the best yeah. tasting part, though. Well, I mean, meats. liquid smoke is literally that. It's not a. It's not like yes, artificial flavor. It's yeah. smoke that's passed over plates that have been cooled so that it like attaches to them, mm. and then water can drip off i don't know the details about that part i think but. the the way that it like recaptures the smoke is it captures it on like filters and stuff it doesn't it doesn't produce mm. just the smoke you need to like swap out a like a coffee filter type thing yeah you capture it on a filter and then you put that filter in water like a tea bag you let that oh, delicious smoke okay. back out yes. now you got yeah. liquid smoke now we're cooking barbecue tea <laughs> can we can we talk for one second about how every kitchen appliance now has Wi-Fi and it doesn't yes. make any goddamn sense? I hate it. Why would I ever need to smoke something and have it all set up at my house but not cooking yet? And I need to push a button from a, another internet-connected location to say, now start smoking. That, yeah. would make sense. that would make sense if it's something that has an odd cook time where it's like, I can't do it when I wake up in the morning and have it ready for dinner. And I can't do it overnight because then it will be ready too soon. Well, then just yeah, put a but timer. Then you have to have your raw meat sitting out at room temperature <laughs> yeah. for four hours before Perfect. it even starts cooking. Yeah, just that's how, that's how it gets tasty. A lot of the Wi-Fi <laughs> stuff is like you could just put a timer in the appliance instead, yeah. and that would be as yes. good. <laughs> but they want the to collect your make, data. Yeah. The thing that's making me crazy is so my dishwasher is older than my wife literally and terrible <laughs> and so i've been trying to get it take my dishwasher uh, get a new one. please yeah um so i want to get a new one and i've been looking at it and so many of them have wi-fi and like i can't even imagine a use case where i have a dishwasher full of dirty dishes but i don't want to start it running now i want to start it running when i'm at work yeah why? Why would you ever need that? Yeah. It's bad. It's it's a solution without a problem 
to the nth degree where I can't even imagine the problem that it would be solving. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very like even the use I can think of that would make sense would be like you want to get a notification if you have uh like if you're somewhere that you wouldn't be able to hear the little ding go off. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that. No. I would want and the ding to care? be louder. Yeah. Like why would you care cuz if you know your dishwasher is going to be done soon, I don't know. Is anyone just waiting by the dishwasher to unload it the second it finishes? Chris, probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> See, I don't like that because uh, you open it when it's when, just when it's done and it's so full it's of so steam. Oh, oh, God, terrible. it feels so good. It's the no! best smelling. It's the best <laughs> smelling steam. No, it's not. Oh no, that no, you're wrong. It smells like a wet dog. <laughs> you have to stop putting dogs in your dishwasher. um anyway the next one is some earbuds that don't look exciting at all are they bluetooth skip that one uh yeah they're some true wireless earbuds by sennheiser fine next the gyro gear gyro glove Ooh, Ooh, playing super mario bros 3 um yeah so this is a uh glove i mean you guys are going to feel a little silly about making jokes about it now, but it's for people who have severe Damn it. Uh, hand tremors like Parkinson's. Yeah. It's a glove that has a counterweight that uses like sensors to sense when your hand is tremoring and counters those tremors to keep your hand still. That's Whoa. pretty good. Is this for Isn't gaming or did cool? I just make that up because I was thinking about the power glove? It's nothing to do with gaming. Okay. It is a. It is like a... Um, a medical prosthesis. Okay, so it's like steady cam technology for the hand. Exactly, yes. Okay. It's exactly that. Okay. Pretty uh, good. It was developed by the Australian Medical uh, Association, which makes me sad that Australia, like every other country, has like just a, a has it recognized the fact that uh, funding a, a institution to just make medicine for people is a good idea. Yeah. Instead of privatizing it. <clears throat> anyway, this seems really cool. And I love the fact that, that technology can like fo- solve things that you would think would be completely unsolvable like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Kia's making a bunch of new dumb looking cars. <laughs> I feel like everyone's making a bunch of dumb new looking yeah, cars. Yeah, that is true. <sighs> oh, the Honda cars look like fucking like electric razors. They're so stupid. Oh my god, I can't believe that's the phrase you went with. I think Why? so I think so often about uh there's a line in the movie Sin City where the main grizzly guy is being all nostalgic. He's like, yeah. all cars these days look like electric razors. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um anyway, the new Kia cars, they have like in they're like little minivans kind of, but they have seating in the back that's like a like all the way around. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like like you know how if you have <laughs> a big couch in your living room that has like angles to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, imagine that the back of this minivan is a tiny den. So it's like, <laughs> like a, a limo. There's, yeah. Like there's a couches on three sides. Like a party yeah. van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. So, I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. If you want your kids to drink champagne in the back of the minivan as you take them to sport, sport practice. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Samsung Bali. You guys heard about this one? Everyone's talking about no. Bali. Nope. 
I haven't, but I'm certainly going to look at it now. It's a little round robot that is like the first movable personal assistant. It's like an Alexa, but it follows you around. That's creepy. Uh, And it has a projector in it so that it can project video onto walls and stuff. Man, absolutely not. I'm looking at this thing. (laughs) It's like if BB-8 was a tennis ball that looked a lot more sinister. Yeah, like this, this looks like... They made it as a prop for a Doctor Who episode where these turn evil and kill people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if if they were remaking 2001, I'd be like, that is HAL 9000. Perfect. Yep. I put oh, a picture boy. in the chat so Louisa can see what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's threatening a dog with a projection of uh, oh. leaves. Yep. <laughs> this one's even worse than what I uh, pulled up in the... Uh, I pulled up... They had a, here's one from a few years ago that they had at CES mm-hmm. um, that has more, a much more 80s aesthetic, but uh, is friendlier looking. Uh, this yeah, is your one looks like, yeah, this is, your one looks like uh, it is like a clumsy, um, like charmingly clumsy design, whereas yeah, the got... one that they're actually releasing looks like something from a Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both yellow. This older version has ridges to it, almost like it's a ball of yarn or something. It's very strange. Yeah, I guess that's for traction. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, I, I only got a couple more of these to go. Oh I God. think there's just one more actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, one more, one more, one more. Okay. Uh, which is new laptop RAM modules by Great. Micron. I mean, yeah. that's good. I'm sure it's good. It's boring though. <laughs> it's more than twice the density per square inch of current laptop RAM. Nice. So hmm. that is pretty cool. Um, no one is excited by RAM except maybe me and Jeff, but I do think it's cool that uh, people have made laptop RAM that is as powerful as desktop RAM, nice. but that much smaller. Mm. So Pretty anyway, good. this time of year is exciting for me because I do love to hear about all the new techno gizmos, even though most of them are completely useless to me personally. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that people are still inventing stuff. It gives me like genuine hope for humanity. Yeah. Okay, that's all. Uh, Jeff, you go. Uh, I've got a headline from comicbookmovie.com that the Wonder Man TV show has resumed filming uh, after people thought it was canceled during the strike. Huh. Who's Uh, playing Wonder Man in this? uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who you may know as Black Manta from the Aquaman films or the Candyman reboot uh, main character. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a pretty good actor. It's I'm interested to see him as Wonder Man, who is a character that has such a Byzantine, complicated, stupid history in the comics that I'm curious to see how they're going to translate any of that. Well, he was one of those ones that his powers were ill-defined and just whatever he needed them to be in the moment, right? I don't know what he was initially, but I know at some point in the 70s or 80s, he became a being made of pure ionic energy. Big quotes around that. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, And so he could basically then do whatever he wanted because he was made of special. Yeah, even Wikipedia puts quotes around ionic. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Ionic energy is just all energy is ionic energy, I guess. Nice. Yeah. So um, that's the, the the dumb deal with him is that. 
Um, I like, um, I like that they're getting into these weirder characters. That's true. That is cool. Um, I feel like the best of the post Endgame Marvel stuff has been like, here's a new guy doing new stuff. Uh, like Moon Knight, I loved. There is absolutely no even hint of a connection to any other Marvel stuff, and that's part of what's good about it. Mm. Yes. Although then they're like, oh, actually, we're going to put this character into this new uh, movie now as a cameo, and it's like, you ruined it, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they haven't even... They, I don't know what they're doing, for if they're doing any of that for Moon Knight. Um, yeah, that's true. Moon Knight is is genuinely good, and they've handled it well. I I started watching the Miss Marvel series until I realized it was setting up another movie, and then I was like, ah, fuck this, actually. I liked that series okay. I did enjoy that movie. I still haven't seen it, but I will watch it when it comes out on streaming. It is a trim hour and 47 minutes. That's pretty good. And it, mm-hmm. it actually like make, made me feel as if... Brie Larson's performance as Captain Marvel is uh, based on, like, choices about who the character is and not uh, based on her being extremely lazy and cashing a paycheck. Because in the <laughs> yes. first movie, I felt like, wow, she's really phoning it in here. She just won an Oscar. Uh, yeah. But in this one, I'm like, okay, she's choosing to make the character cold. And now this story is actually built around that choice instead of it just being something she's doing in her head. I think you got a little taste of that in Endgame as well, which I yeah, liked. Yeah, but uh, The Marvels is, uh, I would put that maybe as my second or third favorite of the post-Endgame stuff that has mostly been middling. Yeah, all right. I'll, um, I'll definitely check it out. What Wonder Man I'm interested to watch. I like Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, and Ben Kingsley is also coming back as his fake Mandarin guy that he played in Uh-oh. Iron Man. Man. He loves being that character. <laughs> Three and he does in, that so much. In Shang-Chi. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I kind of liked him in Shang-Chi, now that I'm remembering. Although that weird, like, imagination monster that he is friends with is weird i i liked that they uh reconciled uh all of that Mm. there was like uh they did like a short film uh, right after iron man 3 where like they hint that there's a real uh guy that he was impersonating the actual the Mm -hmm. mandarin is around um yeah and i like that they finally uh addressed it Ben, ben kingsley is 80 why is he still in movies that's too old he doesn't look it he he's pretty spry i guess have you been watching echo have you watched it no i've i've been meaning to i i've heard uh various mixed things about it i've heard it's really good and boy it's a stinker people have been comparing it a lot to the first season of um daredevil which is one of the best seasons of tv i've ever seen so i might Hmm. give it a go yeah, maybe. I, I think I'm going to... It's on my Plex waiting for me, so I'll probably give it a shot at some point. I'm excited yeah. to see more uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. One yes, of the, that is going to be cool. That's maybe the like singular best performance <laughs> in any of the uh, Marvel TV shows. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I think he was good. I think everybody in that first season of Daredevil, except maybe Rosario Dawson, I, that I was not super on board with her. But everything else about that series I liked. Yeah. 
Anyway, MCU, we are so back. It's coming back. <laughs> Any day now. All right, Louisa, what about you? Uh, mine's very quick and not very exciting. I've got from PC Games N. Your mm. Baldur's Gate 3 inventory is about to get a lot less cluttered. Ooh, they're going to delete your save file. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be something to help you carry more because I am always at full capacity on my inventory. I cannot stop picking up trash. I will never stop. That's my favorite thing in the game. But no, it's nothing like that at all. It's a Mm. mod, so it's not part of the game, called Bags, Bags, Bags Reforged. And all it is is more specialty bags that fit in your main bag, which the game already has yep and it's just more ways to customize what's in your bag if you're gonna mod (laughs) then just do the mod that makes it so you have 10 times as much carrying capacity that's what i do and it kicks ass yeah i don't really understand this also i'm annoyed that in the official game there's uh there's um bags that are supposed to automatically sort things like there's a key ring all your keys are supposed to go in there half the time when you pick up a key it just doesn't go in there for no apparent reason yeah so. It's pretty wild that this game is so complicated and good in so many ways, and then some of the very simple stuff like this just it isn't yeah. there, isn't good. Yeah. How, how did they do that? Yeah, I don't know. I hate that plot... It's like they... Mm? Go ahead. Oh, I hate that some plot important things are like 20 pounds, which is like mm-hmm. one-fifth of your carrying capacity. That's insane. I need to carry this around. Don't do this to me. You need to play a high-strength character. That's what you need to be doing. No, I have to be a ranger because I'm not going to be very good at magic or fighting, so I have to be a little bit good at both. Wait, why aren't you going to be good at either of those things? I'm not going to develop the skills necessary for the game. I know this about myself, which is why I'm a ranger. It's a turn-based game. There's no skill involved. You're just choosing things out of a menu. You have to... (laughs) Things like the soldiers, like, they get extra dice to do things if you remember to go to that extra dice menu at the right time Mm. i'm fucking never gonna do that yeah fighters are weirdly complicated but i don't know i found spell casting in that game is mostly just decide which spell is your best one and then use that every round yeah and then have it not hit very well i find this might be Mm. uh confirmation bias but the spells never seem to work as good as just weapon hits hmm that has not been my experience. Oh my god. <clears throat> oh, Matt's dying. Yeah, my, my character in Baldur's <coughs> Gate 3 is a uh, a fighter just because I wanted to have the simplest possible main guy. Yeah. Really? Interesting. I've been playing as a bard and that I does just seem have fun. like... <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice to talk your way out of things, but also it's nice to have those spells that are just like, you don't have to have line of sight and you don't yeah. have to roll to hit. It's like a saving throw. Those kinds of spells, like Chilling Touch or um, Blight, those are the good ones. Man, I really wish, I do kind of wish I had chosen a rogue or bard or something, because my options for, like, talking my way out of situations are a plus one for my fighter, who is also a dwergar. So, like, yeah. people don't like him because he's <laughs> one of the bad types of people. Yeah. And I have Shadowheart right now, who is a minus one to charisma. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was having a conversation with one of the goblins in the goblin camp. I was trying to start a fight with them, and it was not going well because they liked me too much. <laughs> and there was one that was like, uh, like, 
it was literally a guard and the thing popped up and it's like it looks like this guy is not going to be easy to talk to and then it was like you know the 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 dice roll thing comes up and it's like difficulty 11 and then <laughs> my bonuses were plus 24 yeah <laughs> i was like fuck great i'm not Love gonna be that. able to make this guy hate me enough to kill me <laughs> yeah He's the guy where you're like, hey, fucker. And then you break a bottle over his head and he's like, Haha, you're all right. Yeah. What a car. That literally is what happened. <laughs> there was a guy who was like telling stories in the goblin camp. There's a goblin who's like, I killed a hundred humans or whatever. And then I went up to him and I was like, you killed humans, huh? You want to kill me? And he's like, uh, sorry. And then I'm like, sorry's not good enough. Kiss my feet. And I was like, this is going to make this guy fight me for sure. He didn't. He kissed my feet and gave me money and ran away. I have the opposite oh, issue where I'm like trying to navigate through the goblin camp and just like approaching a group of goblins if I do it at the wrong angle, they start fighting me without even talking to me first. Yeah. It's like, oh, we That's rolled a, we rolled initiative because you approached from uh, the back the back way instead of uh, straightforward with your hands up. The oh funny God. thing about the game, especially with the goblin camp part, is it keeps on trying to make me feel bad about doing the things that I'm doing, where it'll be like, hmm, well, you could fight these goblins, or you could find a more uh, diplomatic way to solve that. And I'm like, no, fight! Yeah. And I immediately kill them all, and then I get the little pop-up, it's like, everyone in your party approves of what you just did. Yeah. I'm like, well, then why was I even worried about it? That's the thing. When I first did that one, I'm like, I'm going to try to be diplomatic. And then I realized, no, they're just evil coded and everyone's going to yeah. like it better if you just kill them. You're going to yeah. get yeah. no drawbacks to doing that. Honestly, that's very refreshing to me. <laughs> so many video games now are like, oh, but did you know that actually the, the rad ghouls or whatever that you were fighting are actually people and they have families. Like, no, nah, I want to kill some evil things, please. Yeah. I just want monsters that die and then everyone's happy they're dead. Yeah, there was some, yeah. like, uh, some goblin who's, like, trapped in one of the, in, like, a cage. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I, like, managed to get the people to not uh, torture her to death. And, like, mm. <laughs> the first thing she does is like, yeah, hey, what do you want, bitch? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. What? What did I do? Yeah. I, I just kind of helped I... you. <laughs> She was so rude, so I was like, yeah, I'll help you escape. And then I opened the cage, and then when she turned around, I killed her. <laughs> Love that. Uh, the goblins uh, are so dislikable, killable. <laughs> yes, it's great. And then in the second act, minor spoilers for the second act, it's like all of the, the villains are like shadow monsters that aren't even real, mm -hmm. and you can just fucking explode them all over the place and you don't have to feel anything. It's great. Uh, but you can look at their remains and see the person they were before they were conscripted into the skeleton army and yeah. it's very sad. That's true, but I was very worried that that was going to be a thing where it's like uh-oh, you should have saved them all the time. But then like the very first one you meet after it dies, people come up and they're like, just so you know, they were unsavable yeah. and it's impossible that they could ever be saved. So you did the right thing. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to have any moral feelings about this at all from now on. That's pretty good. I feel like undead armies are our unproblematic fave to kill. Like there's no yes. nuance there. <laughs> they yeah. should yes, have been dead true. already. Yeah, that's why every Call of Duty game includes a Nazi zombies mode because it's the <laughs> cross section of the two 
easiest villains. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not only are they already dead, but they're the worst kind of person. Yep. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please uh, let your friends know about the show so that they can learn all about the hot new tech and gaming news, <laughs> which is what we mostly do, I think. It's true. It's, that is what we do. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can message one of us on social media to join our Discord, where you can talk to us directly and tell us the ways in which our opinions are wrong. If you want to do that, you can find me on Blue Sky at Matt Heron. I'm online, mostly letterboxed and Steam as Jeff JK on both of those. Um, the profile picture I have for each of them is a photo of me. If it's on letterboxed, I'm sitting... Uh, cross-legged in the grass outside, and I don't have a beard in the photo. Uh, if it's this important, uh, this so that people, totally people, so that people find the right, the right Jeff JK on those platforms. Uh, Steam. <laughs> Is there more than one? I mean, on Steam, your display name can be anything. So I was trying to find Chris by his display name, and it was like three pages of people named actual garbage. Oh yes, that uh, makes sense. Uh, so on you Steam, just doxed our friend Chris. You better bleep that out. <laughs> No, because I couldn't find him, and he wanted me to. I'm just saying, if it was me and I found out that you'd said my Steam handle on here, I don't even want people I know to know yeah. my Steam handle. I only want, like, five people in the world to know my Steam no, handle. No, there were, there were uh, numbers and undetermined spaces or dashes in there that I don't remember. Um mm-hmm. So people won't people won't be able to find him, and they'll have an even harder time than I did not being able to find him. Uh, but on Steam, I have a picture of my bearded face sideways. Um, that's it. Those are my onlines. Okay, you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon and watch her YouTube video. Oh yes, at. Thank you. Whatever, Louisa's Workshop. Is that what it is? Yes, it is yep. Louisa's Workshop, and my picture is a sculpture of a snail with a bunch of stuff on his back. So you don't get the other Louisa. Yeah. Louisa just What's... finished her uh, <laughs> Emmy Award-winning series of making food for uh, Charles Dickens. Yes, for A Christmas Carol. About, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. food for <laughs> Charles Dickens. Yeah, yeah he this ate is it. Charles Dickens' last meal. <laughs> I'm recreating it perfectly. I'm recreating it perfectly and then making him eat it before I kill him. That sounds like <laughs> a uh, anime plotline. Mm, that is a, exactly yes. Oh <laughs> man, Saw, but Jigsaw is a world famous chef and he makes That was what the your... menu was, isn't it? Oh yeah, that is kind of what the menu was. <laughs> oh, is it? I sort of. Well, now it. I don't have to watch the menu. He doesn't so make you job. what you want, but... <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Please come back next week. In the meantime, though, please don't forget to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. Yeah, I'm the best around.